Many people think that we pray to get things. We're having a problem, we're lacking something in our life. So let's pray, let's offer up a tefillah to Hashem, let's ask Him for something and He'll answer us. And yes, in my first podcast I explained that the reason why we have to pray is otherwise Hashem doesn't know what we want, God doesn't know what we want from Him, so that's why we pray. But that's only one aspect of praying, one aspect of tefillah. But really, praying, davening, tefillah, has got nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with asking Hashem, asking God for things that we are lacking. Rabbi Rucham Levovitz, a great, great rabbi, he explains that we should not expect to get anything out of our tefillahs, out of our prayers. Even if we're asking for something, even if we need something, the real reason why a person prays, why we're obligated to pray and to daven three times a day, is so that we can build a connection with Hashem. So that every time we ask Him something, we can get that bit closer to Him. And not only can we get closer to Him, but we can realize that He is the person, Hashem is the one who's giving us everything. Not someone else, it's not coming from anywhere else. Hashem is the one giving it to us. That is the real reason why we pray. So that we can build a connection and that we can realize that everything we have comes from Him. Every time we say this, every time we ask for something, we strengthen that belief system in ourselves. So really, when we're asking for something, we shouldn't be expecting to receive anything. Yes, as a side point, Hashem may give us what we want and what we need, but that's not why we pray. And this is something very important something which is very fundamental to Yiddishkeit, to Judaism. Prayers are not there to receive. Prayers are there to build a connection. Now, once we know that we have a connection with Hashem, and that's what we're meant to be doing, we have to also realize that Hashem is not our best friend. He's not someone that's our buddy. Yes, He's loving, and He's all giving, and He's all kind, and he's the most wonderful, awesome being, thing that we can ever imagine. But he's not our best friend. We can't go and we can't make deals. Many times people say to Hashem, Hashem, God, I'll give 50 quid to charity. I'll give 50 pounds to Sadaka if you make sure this happens or if you make sure that happens. In fact, I saw someone on his Instagram account he had recorded a video saying, I have made a special deal with Hashem, with God. God, I'm not doing so well when it comes to Torah learning. And I want to do better. So I tell you what, God, if you make Donald Trump win the elections, then I'll learn Torah. I'll learn more Torah. So I was thinking, number one, as Jews, we're obligated to learn Torah. What has one thing got to do with the other? That's number one. Number two, Hashem's not your best friend. You don't make deals with him. Number three, if Donald Trump does lose the elections, then you're not going to learn Torah? How does that work? What's going on? It's a common thing which I think many people do. They make like conditions. Hashem, if you do this, I'll do that. And many times we forget that 
Hashem is a God. He's an all and powerful, mighty being. And as much as we have a commandment, a mitzvah in the Torah, to love Hashem, there's also a commandment to fear Hashem. And they need to work hand in hand. On the one hand, we have to have that love where we feel close to Him. But on the other hand, we have to realize that He has to be feared as well. He's not a buddy. That's another idea. A third idea is that many times we don't know what is good for us or what is bad for us. Many times we think A is good for us, but really B is good for us and A can be detrimental. So if we're asking something from Hashem, let's say we need money for a certain thing, we want something to happen, and we're saying, please Hashem, give us the money, let this thing happen, and we're begging Him, but He's not listening, He's not giving it to us. And we can sometimes get put off and say, what's the point? What's the point in all this praying? If He's not answering, maybe He knows, Hashem, who is the Almighty and the All-Knowing, He knows that if that thing were to happen, or if we would receive that item or that money, it would be detrimental to us. It would be bad. We believe and we know that Hashem knows everything. He knows the past, He knows the present and the future. So maybe if we're not getting something, we're not receiving something, it's because He knows what's good for us and what's bad for us. It can be compared to, let's say, a doctor. Um, and you say to the doctor, look, I'm in pain, my arm is absolutely killing, it's, 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 it's an agony, please amputate my arm, I can't cope with this pain, but the doctor, being a medical profession, professional, and being able to see what's going to happen in the future, will say, absolutely not, I'm not going to amputate your arm, you must be completely crazy, take this medication, you'll be in pain, it might take six months worth of pain, but after the six months, you'll be thanking me, you'll have your arm back, Imagine how to amputate it now. That would be terrible. Your whole life would be without an arm. So it's a similar idea with Hashem. We are living in the present. We can only see what's going on around us. We can't see the future. So maybe by us asking for something and not getting it, maybe that's the best thing that could happen to us. Then again, maybe not. Maybe we just have to pray some more. We can never know what's going on behind the scenes. That's why praying and asking for something can be so difficult. Um, now, Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the world's, the Jewish greatest leader ever, the person who had the ultimate connection to Hashem, they used to speak face to face, something which we can't even imagine or get our, our mind around. He was begging Hashem, he was asking him, please let me go into the land of Israel. That was all he wanted. Hashem said no. Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem 515 times, again and again and again and again, begging him, begging him to be let into the land. And every single time Hashem said no. So if Moshe can be refused 515 times, and he was such a great phenomenal person and what about us maybe when we are refused for things it's just not good for us just like Hashem knew it wouldn't be good if Moshe Moses would go into the land of Israel so too by us maybe something is not good for us and that's why we're being refused 
Now with these three points, number one, that we have to understand that praying to filler is not about asking for things and getting something in return. It's mostly about building a connection with Hashem, getting to know Him better and realizing that He is the one that truly gives us everything. Number two, realizing that Hashem is not our buddy. Yes, He's loving and He's kind and He's giving, but He's not our best friend. We still have to fear Him. And number three, that maybe if He doesn't give us something, maybe it's bad for us. Who says that He's just holding it back? Maybe He's doing the best thing in the world by not giving to us. So with these three things, we can move on to the next mode of tefillah. And this mode is called Pagia, which means in English, relentlessly entreating. There's a mode of tefillah, which means asking again and again and again and again for the same thing. And the idea behind this is that if you drive Hashem mad enough, so to speak, you're asking him again and again for the same thing over and over and over again, day after day, night after night, time after time, eventually he'll say to you, fine, that's what you want, and take it. And it's a real type of tefillah, and it's a real mode. And going back to the story of Moses, when he was begging Hashem to let him into the land of Israel, Hashem said to him, Moshe, Moses, if you ask me one more time to go into the land of Israel, I'm going to have to give it to you. And I'm going to have to let you go into the land of Israel because there's this mode of tefillah called Pegiyah, relentlessly entreating. And I have to, I'm obliged to give it to you 515 times, 516, I would have had to give it to you. So I'm asking you, Moshe, Moses, please stop asking. Otherwise, I'll have to give it. And I know it's not for your benefit. So Moses, Moshe stopped asking. But we see from here, the idea behind Pegiyah, relentlessly entreating. But... As I said in the introduction, there's also a big danger when it comes to this type of tefillah. Many times if we're begging for something and we're asking for something again and again and again, we may get it eventually, but it might not be good for us because Hashem knows what's good for us and what's not. And if we, so to speak, force Him to give it to us, then that might be a bad thing. It might work work out in the end for the worse and not for the good. That's point number one. Point number two, we may only get it after 516 times of asking. And not just after five times of asking, or ten times of asking. It may take a long time, but this mode of tefillah does exist. And then point number three, this is not what tefillah was made for. Tefillah is not made so that we can get our way. Hashem says, if you want to get your way, then there's a way to do that. But the real idea behind tefillah, it's building a connection between the two of us, between Hashem and between us. So yes, you can maybe be able to do pagir. If you do it correctly, you can get what you ask for, but there's a danger. So one of the ways to maybe get around this danger is if you ask Hashem, please Hashem, I want this and this, but only if it's good for me. And every time you ask him, you say, please, Hashem, give me this and this, which I really want, but only if it's good for me. Then you're doing the mode of tefillah called pegiya. You're asking again and again and again and again. But there's an option in there that you may not get it. 
because it may not be good for you. But we have to realize when we don't receive what we're asking for, when we don't receive what we want, it doesn't mean that Hashem is out there to get us. It doesn't mean that God is pushing us down and saying, ha, you're not getting what you want. No, we have to realize, number one, it might not be good for us. Maybe he's doing the best thing by not giving it to us. And number two, we might not have asked enough times. Maybe we still need to get to the 516th time, or maybe even more if we're not as great as Moshe, or as great as Moses. So I hope you learned something new. I definitely did. When I heard about this type of tefillah, pigia, I thought about many different aspects, and I came to the conclusion that I think personally, I'd be too scared to try this type of thing. And I believe and I know Hashem does whatever's best for me. And if he doesn't want to give me what I want, then fine, so be it. I'm still going to pray. I'm going to use the other modes, but I can't use something which is so, so called put Hashem, put God into a corner. I hope you learned something new from this. And remember that tefillah, praying, is not here to get what we want. The real idea behind it, as Rabbi Rucham Levovitz says, is it's to build a connection to Hashem. And when a person prays, when a person davens, he shouldn't have in mind he's only doing it if he gets what he asks for. You want to do it so that you can build this deep, meaningful connection. And last but not least, don't forget, yes, Hashem is loving and kind and all-giving, but he's not a best friend, he's not a buddy. And it may not be respectful to make deals with him. Thank you.